Good afternoon, good evening, good metal. My name's Cooper and welcome to the Spoken Metal Show. This is episode 19 and uh, it seems only fitting that we talk about Randy Rhodes uh, this week. He would uh, he passed away on the 19th of March 1982, he's just 25. Um, so this time of year we kind of remember him and you see a lot of people talking about him and sharing stories, which is which is fantastic. I, I, I'd like to talk a little bit about Randy Rhodes and kind of his... The influence he had on my playing and my life and that type of thing, and 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 maybe introduce some people who hadn't heard of uh, Randy Rhodes before. If if some kid listens to this and then suddenly goes away and listens to Randy Rhodes albums, I think they'll be a better for it. Um, Randy Rhodes, one of the greatest guitar players of all time, if you can measure guitar players, but certainly his influence is overarching and far-reaching. Certainly from a metal point of view and a rock point of view, but even further than that, because Randy was obviously a credible student of the instruments as well. Uh, you know, loved his classical uh, music as well, and brought a lot of that into his playing. So it was, he's, he makes every guitarist's uh, top of list, really. You know, uh, certainly he's on there. Even like obviously the metal guitar guys and the, and the rock guys, but also it, it transcends that and goes into other people's list. He's always on there. No one ever would say he isn't a great player. And and probably came really his parents were music teachers um and when he started off playing in bands he, he was teaching guitar at the same time as well as incredibly talented very very early on and dedicated students of the instrument um passed away at 25 as well that tragic accident which i'll go into a little bit later but um is re- really kind of obviously started with quiet riot I did some great stuff with quiet riot i'll talk a little bit about some of the the, the songs that i really liked uh, a little bit later on but started with Quiet Riot and uh, started to make a noise literally and figuratively with, with them. Apparently there's rumours that he, was, that he shared the same bill as Van Halen early on. That would have been insane to see Eddie and, and, and Randy. like. Um, but then, obviously, his, the biggest sort of break and the biggest sort of prominence was in 79, is the auditions for Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, at the time, Ozzy had left Black Sabbath, or rather was sacked from Black Sabbath, and was kind of like in a bit of a spin, really. I think they were looking for a way of kind of launching his solo career, and he must have gone through a, a ton of, of guitar players. Um, the list is probably endless. There was probably a lot of players that time all stepping up to try and be Ozzy's next guy, and apparently he, he, he did the audition on a very small practice amp or something and that, and just started wailing, and Ozzy was blown away, whether he was kind of, you know, compass then, we don't know, but it, and subsequently... Uh, he joins he joins joins Ozzy and then we get Blizzard of Oz you know arguably it's not arguable it's inarguably the the, the great one of the greatest metal albums and rock albums of all, of all time there is not a bad song on it and there's some cl- absolute stone classics on there Mr Crowley Crazy Train Suicide Solution these are all bona fide hits that Ozzy regularly and if not always I don't think Ozzy would play the set ever in his life that didn't have those songs in or, or more you know it's a huge part of bringing bringing Ozzy kind of back he probably I mean along with with Sharon and some other people he probably saved Ozzy you know he really he really did he was he was it wasn't a, a drink and drug drug guy you know pretty, pretty straightforward pretty straight guy Um See the bikers outside there giving it the beans, okay? Um, so yeah, he was a pretty, pretty straight, straight guy, and I think he brought a lot of balance to um, to, to to Ozzy. I think he did, really did. I mean, apparently the last things he said to, to Ozzy was like, you know, knock the drinking in, in the head a little bit, and and he was just brought this whole, you know, structure. I feel to him. You talk about when he did um, 
Blizzard of Oz. You think about like how he wrote Suicide Solution. That was just that opening riff was just uh, you know Randy playing around, and Ozzy goes, "Oh, that's a great riff. Let's let's go and do something with that." You look like Goodbye to Romance, and that was Ozzy humming this rhythm or melody, I should say, that he didn't quite have figured out. And so it, Randy was like, "Okay, let's sit down and let's figure this out." And then you know the the tour that the, the, the followed was is just you know some of the best playing uh, by the whole group of them. To be honest with you, um, the the Aussie maybe one of his best periods certainly. You know, uh, and then uh, right up until Zach came along and maybe Jakey Lee, that was some of the best stuff he he done and and he and still holds up now. And then you go into the second album and he did two with Aussie Diary of a Madman. And even that's got some over-the-mountain believer. That type of thing has just got some insanely good playing and insanely good tracks. And that that was just clearly, you know, Randy really finding his feet and kind of, you know, really sort of approaching rock in a different way. He brought all those, like, kind of classical stuff in there, just diminished runs and minor type of uh, progressions and stuff. He brought all that in and uh, kind of, like, he just stood out straight away from everybody that was doing the normal rock thing. Like, incredible composer of a solo. Think about the solo from Crazy Train. Incredible composer of a solo... Uh, you know, uh, uh, and, and kind of thinking uh, throughout the, the solo, you know, really is a, a jump off point from the song to, to to really put your stamp on it. And then, you know, around this time, he apparently wanted to leave and earn his music de- degree. Um, you know, I, I think he maybe got a little bit bored of the rock and roll thing. Not not bored, bored, but certainly thinking, well, you know, I think I want to move on and and do challenge myself even further. You know, he wants to earn his degree and. Um, which is, you know, incredibly admirable, and I think that's probably what he would have gone to do, to do. Maybe done another couple of albums with Ozzy, and then step back when Ozzy stepped back and, and just kind of did more guitar-based stuff, you know, and more classical stuff, you know. And he, it's almost as iconic as Randy himself is the is the guitars that he used as well. The three sort of classic iconic ones that you see the uh, the picture of his of the Rhodes' tomb and stuff, and and you see on the on the on most albums. Is uh, the the polka dot V and the Carl Sandoval one, and the Gibson Les Paul that's seventy four, the Alpine White one, and the V, uh, the Jackson V, the Concord one as well. These are iconic guitars, iconic. Uh, that polka dot V is you know that it's it's it's, it's one it goes it, it follows in with all the famous guitars of all time it follows in with that certainly in the metal and the rock community and he was a fabulous endorser of jackson uh, randy rhodes he, i remember reading the story that he, he when he would do doing the uh his his um signature model and obviously his fingerprints are all over that literally and figuratively about choices of pickups and designs and everything they asked him if he wanted to go to the uh, to the factory, and he said no. He said he didn't want to see. He just wanted to see the end result with the with the guitar. He didn't want to get let in, let into the magic of that of 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 that instrument. It was like he just wanted to see a finish. There it was, and he play it. He didn't want to know what what went into doing. He didn't want to see what had behind the curtain, so to speak. And I think that's absolutely fabulous to see that. And to, to you know, he still believed in it, in in in, in, an inst- in the instruments itself, which was fantastic. Even on the road with Ozzy, he's doing lessons. He's taking lessons, not giving lessons. He's taking lessons. So he's gonna, he's finding a teacher, and he's going in and, and with this teacher and still trying to improve himself. And that's one of the biggest things you get from Randy Rhodes. Is he was never happy with his his playing. He was always, what else can I do? What else can I learn? How can I improve? How can I bring this into what I'm doing? Incredibly important that to anybody who's a musician of any of any instrument to approach it was. So. His last show was March 18th uh, in 
1982, um, uh, just obviously a couple of days before he passed. And I don't want to go into the details of it. It, it was a plane crash. It was by uh, they were trying to buzz that that is right fly very close to the tour bus. Um, the, what, the wise and wherefores who's flying it, why he should have been doing it, all the rest of it is irrelevant at this stage, I guess. He he dies almost instantly, even uh, instantly on uh, in, in the plane crash. And and as quick as the the, the bright light burned, it, it was snuffed out and. It's only when you read interviews with Ozzy afterwards that you're like, it, 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 it took a piece of Ozzy. You know, think about someone who's brought come along and pulled your life together, you know, give you something to hope for, give you something to dream, believe in yourself again, and that person's taken away from you. I can't imagine how shattering that is. I can't imagine how shattering that is um, to... To, to, to think that you know to, to leave the situation that die in and then to come back and I think a Brad Gillist filled in for a little bit it's just u- u- unbelievable you know just an unbelievable thing um the Rhodes' tomb is now a uh a, a place where a lot of a lot of fans go to celebrate on his birthday and his passing and they um, you know and, and share stories and that's beautiful there's some great footage of fans doing that and there's some wonderful footage of Zach Wilde turning up and meeting the fans and talking to the family and people like that, because every guitarist that Ozzy gets after the, after it owes a debt to, to 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 Randy and has to do some of Randy's stuff. You, you have to do it. As simple as that. Jakey Lee, Zach Wild, uh, you know, these the list is endless. But all those people have to pay, uh, and they all talk about how difficult his playing is and how hard it is to get exactly like him, which I think is is beautiful. But watching what I, I urge you to watch YouTube with Zach at the at the two there, and that just shows you how much he has love and respect the man had uh, for, for 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 Randy and and, and the fans have as well. And um, we later on got the tribute album with that wonderful cover of Ozzy lifting up Randy, which is just iconic i have a friend in, in the bad dead band dead city ruins who has that tattooed on him because it's that iconic it's up there with with, with, with if you are blood and the cover of highway to hell and uh, and, and and slayers cover the, uh, and, and master of puppets it's it's iconic it's purely iconic and that is one of the greatest live albums of all time full stop one of the greatest guitar playing albums of all full time Full stop, and one of the greatest Aussie albums, all in, in all three of them in one fabulous album. Download that album, and that is a primer for listening to Randy and just understand that just how fucking incredible a player a player he was. And that leaves a, a very lasting legacy. As I said, I've got a friend who has it tattooed on them. That album it still holds today. Um, the tracks that, that they recorded and Randy wrote still play into Ozzy's set even now and are maybe Ozzy's biggest songs ever of all time um, Look, listen as well to, to, to when he covers Paranoid because at the time Randy was kind of following on from from uh, Tony Tony Iommi um, and kind of, so they did Paranoid you know so and Children of the Grave so you know even then you know Randy was trying to do was following on from Iomi's steps if you know what I mean so that wasn't fantastic that he could do that and he makes it Iron Man it sounds fucking amazing no slights on Tony because I Tony's an incredible player but it's interesting to just see what Randy does and in Randy's hands it becomes an entirely different animal entirely um, so if I had to suggest the, sort of the best three songs that you, you I would take away and listen to if you either don't listen to Randy or you've never heard him before or you do and you love him a bit I would suggest checking these out and the first one is on um, the a tribute album, and it's actually 
the acoustic song, and it's actually the outtakes from the acoustic song. Uh, D D is obviously uh, Dolores is his mother's his mother's name, but there's a, a wonderful sort of classical piece that he does there. But he also does the outtakes, and they've left him where you can hear Randy talk, and he tells about a Jeff flying over, like I just had that bike ride past me, and you can tell he's just recording it, and you can tell how unhappy he was, and when he fluffs the notes, and it's wonderful to hear someone who is as accomplished as that fluff some bits and pieces, and is clearly working it out and getting it right, and it's very intimate, it's a very beautiful thing, like, and I suggest you you listen to that. Then I suggest you listen to uh, go back to Quiet Riot and the 9 minute 50 version uh, from the Randy Rhodes years of Laughing Gas. Laughing Gas is the first time where he is allowed to stretch out and break out the, his chops uh, and it's absolutely insane to listen to that man at that age playing like that. He's touching on stuff and ideas that really were way, beho- way ahead of, of what other people were doing superb nine minutes ten minutes worth of playing i suggest you check that it's absolutely incredible the randy Rhodes years by quiet riot uh laughing gas um and then head and shoulders the mountain for me is the live version on tribute of suicide solution um it's peerless it's absolutely peerless in so much as this shows you the song suicide solution a beautifully constructed very simple riff and then he just opens up and just goes and his playing is is frighteningly good frighteningly good he's covering so much ground bringing in a wealth of influences the classical side is is fully on display there really really kind of opening up it's never boring even though it's it's massive and long absolutely superb suicide solution from the album tribute and um, so i hope you enjoyed just a little bit of this we had a little conversation about randy there and i hope it can make you go away and and, and, and take a listen to randy and hopefully appreciate him a little bit more certainly he was a huge influence in my play made me pick up a classical guitar and learn classical music uh, purely from listening to randy but then he also made me approach the, and, and become more of a student to the instrument. You know, booked my ideas up from a practice regime point of view. Maybe learn the instru- instrument a lot more. And I believe that's his, his longest standing legacy, as well as being writing some of the greatest kick-ass songs of all time. Check out After Hours on YouTube. YouTube After Hours. Watching Ozzy play and watching play in there. And this teeny tiny little guy with the, with this you know massive V just absolutely shredding. Um, you very sorely missed Mr. Rhodes, and, and I hope that a lot of people enjoy and go back and listen to your music. Thanks for listening, guys, and I'll speak to you later.